Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I have spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you're diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica. My name is Erica. Thank you so much for joining us today. I do want to apologize because I have a bit of a cold, and so I'm a little nasally right now, and I'm going to be trying not to do the sniffles or have the sniffles this whole time. So please hang in there with me. You may hear me take a drink every so often. I got some Dunkin' iced coffee with me. Um, but I did not want to make me not feeling the best in the world right now be an excuse for not recording. So buckle up because we are in for another good episode. So today I'm going to talk about my sobriety journey. So a lot of people don't know that I'm actually two years sober. And when I talk about being sober, I specifically am referencing alcohol. So I you know, let's like dive into this a little bit. I decided to get sober. Let's see. So I really decided August of 2020, but I really dedicated myself to it um, December of 2020. So, or I'm sorry, 2019. Shit, 2019. August 2019 is when I was like, okay, I had a pretty low moment. I'll go into a little more details later. Had a pretty low moment. And um, I realized I need to get my life together. And then I really committed to it in um, December of 2019. So really right before uh, the pandemic hit, I decided to get sober. So let me share a little bit about myself and kind of why I decided to make that step um, and how it's helped me. Because one of the reasons I want to share this, guys, is... Being sober is not fucking easy, okay? Making the decision to be sober also was not easy. And one of the only reasons that I went sober um, was because I had seen a handful of people share their experience online. Um, Some people I'm friends with on either Facebook or Instagram were, were sharing their experiences. And it really gave me the courage to say, you know what, if they can do it, maybe I can do it. So I don't know who my story may resonate with. But I just feel like since other people have shared their stories, I should share mine. And hopefully it will resonate with some of you. With some of you. And um, if you're someone that's debating um, going sober, so this, this episode might not be for everyone. But if you're someone that's debating going sober or have tried in the past and maybe didn't succeed um, or have had setbacks, this episode is for you. So let's dive in, shall we? Um, so 
Like I said, I have um, been sober since, let's say, December of 2019. That's when I have my official countdown. For those of you who are um, wanting to track like their sobriety, I use the app Nomo, N-O-M-O, and it kind of has a little clock and there's motivation. And I do think that there um, is like a community potentially. I don't really utilize it that much. I just like to use it to have like a clock to count like how long I've been sober for. So let's dive into what my journey has looked like and really why I made the decision to go sober. So let's see here where to even begin. Um, I guess I'll set the preface of I didn't really drink in high school. I didn't party. And most of this all started in college. Okay. So like, like many people, I went to college and I was away from my family, away from my normal life. And I went out of my comfort zone and I did a lot of things that I had never done before. Right. And I personally am someone that went pretty far away for college. I always joke that I went as far away as you can with in-state tuition. Um, Once with a blizzard, it took me 14 hours to get home, but typically it's like eight to nine. Right. So I went pretty far away from Um, my family for school. And I personally loved that. I loved um, getting out of my hometown and honestly only really going home for like holidays and stuff. But doing that and um, immersing myself in the college lifestyle, uh, I went to Michigan Tech. And for those of you who have gone to Michigan Tech, we have quite the interesting culture up there. And it's it's a fun time. I love it. Um, But I definitely picked up some bad habits while I was there. You know, I joined a sorority and I really, I really, um, learned some bad drinking habits, um, while I was in Greek life and that's not Greek life's fault necessarily, but it's definitely not the most healthy culture in that regard, at least when I went there. And I can't say that every school is the same. So this is just based on my personal experience. Okay, guys. So I was in Greek life and let's be honest, there was a lot of binge drinking and I really had a lot of fun back in the day. I attended many a parties and had a great fucking time, right? But um, I realized that I was using booze in a unhealthy way. So when I decided to get sober, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. When I decided to get sober, I had come to the conclusion that I am, I'm using booze in a way to cover up my feelings. Okay. It took me a while to get there, but I actually had a therapist. Um, my therapist told me, okay, Erica, if every time you drove a car or if eight out of 10 times you drove a car, you got in a car accident, you would probably stop driving. So if most of the time when you're drinking, you black out or something bad happens, why would you keep drinking? And I had gotten to that point, guys, where I didn't drink very often. And so this is like out of grad school. I was not drinking often, but I did not have an off switch. Okay, I did not have an off switch. I really struggled to control my drinking and I just did not seem to know how to do moderation. I really tried. I really did. (laughs) But if you're trying that hard to only have two, you have a problem, most likely. I'm not going to like say you, but I realized I had a problem. And... I realized that when I took a step back and was really looking at when I was drinking and why I was drinking and especially the times where, you know, I'd get a little out of hand or it would be excessive, I realized that typically I was drinking to cover up something. 
to cover up sadness, to um, forget about a situation that had happened, or really to just not feel whatever I was fucking feeling, okay? At the time, I was not in a healthy relationship, and I, when, like, we would fight or get in um, arguments, like, while doing distance, honestly, I often would drink to forget about it and to not feel, and I realized when I took a look back that I started that in college, so sorry, that's why I jump frogged, or, yeah, leapfrogged, yeah, leapfrogged, um, I realized I started that in college, and when I took a step back, I looked back at, you know, all the years I had been drinking, and I realized that after I had a friend die unexpectedly is when I really started booze to numb my feelings. Um, when my friend passed away, it really triggered a lot of stuff for me. It was really difficult, and he was kind of like the older brother I never had, and he was like a work friend from high school for me, and he died unexpectedly. It was really tragic. Um, rest in peace, my friend. Love you much. High five to you. And I realized that after that is when I didn't know how to handle my emotions. Okay. I was not processing them well. And just being in the college Greek life culture, I partied. I partied a lot. I drank a lot. I remember one time I got so drunk, I, you know, went to the frat house that I was in currently's basement and like tried to call him, you know, because I was so sad. And I realized that that was when I started really drinking to like numb or to not feel or to escape my current reality. And guys, I wasn't doing this consciously. Okay. This is not something that was being done consciously, but this is something that I was experiencing. And I didn't realize it until years later that that's what was happening. Okay. I thought I was just doing the normal thing, going out with my friends, going to parties, um, and having a good fucking time. Right. But I really used it to numb my feelings and to use it as an escape and to not feel. And so fast forward to I go through college, go through grad school, and especially in grad school, I didn't drink that often. But again, when I did, like often, it was too much, Um, at least when I would go out to bars, not necessarily if I was just with friends, like we would often have like card game nights and stuff. That wasn't really a problem for me because I would just bring like two beers and call it a day right? But if I was out and about and it was easy to access a ton of booze, I would struggle, okay? So I then had an incident happen. I'm not going to go into details, but I had a pretty bad incident happen that really made me reevaluate my life. And it got to the point where I was like, if I don't stop, I'm going to hurt those around me. If I don't stop, I'm going to hurt myself um, and potentially ruin all these things that I'd worked really hard for. At this point, I had a master's degree. I was in a great fellowship um, and I was really starting my career off well and building a future for myself. So I was like, Erica, if I don't stop, I will literally ruin my life and ruin my future. And obviously, who wants that? No one fucking wants that. So after my therapist was like, okay, if you are consistently having a problem with booze, if you are consistently having a problem with drinking, then we need to reevaluate if you should still be drinking, okay? And I was like, wow, you're right. And I had tried to like cut back several times at this point in my life, but I was never able to stick with it. And with the help of family members and my therapist and some really close friends, I committed to, nope, I'm sober now. I just had to make the decision. And it's funny because sometimes I think, People don't realize that like the power of quote making the decision 
it's huge. Like just deciding this is not what I'm doing anymore. And I will say, I'm going to give a caveat, guys. I'm someone that I didn't have to go to AA. I've never been to AA. Um, I did not have to go to rehab or any sort of facility. I was able to cold turkey it. But again, that's because I think I'm a, quote, non-traditional alcoholic in the sense of I really struggled more with, like, binge drinking versus, like, consistently drinking. Like, I did not drink often, but again, when I did, it was, like, really unhealthy for me. And so, I decided, okay, this is it. Um, I'm going to stop. And thankfully, I had a really good therapist that I worked with, and he really helped me, and I had good family members and good friends, and I'll tell you, there's a couple of things, a couple of tips I'm going to give you for when you start or when you decide to start your sober journey or you decide to stop drinking. Um, first, I really recommend finding a therapist. Um, he helped me so fucking much, guys. My therapist is incredible. So thankful for him. And he helped me on the days that I was low. He helped me really process like why I was drinking. He's the reason I was able to come to the conclusion, huh, I'm using alcohol to numb. I'm using alcohol as an escape. I don't think I would have gotten there on my own. So there is a lot of power in working with a mental health professional. 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay, second tip, and this kind of ties into the therapist, get a community that supports you, okay? So friends, family, um, maybe you need AA. A lot of people need that community or some sort of sobriety community I really recommend that because it is hard to do alone and if you're doing it alone, you're going to be a lot more likely to be unsuccessful in my personal opinion. Another tip is get clear on why you want to stop drinking. For me, it got to the point where I was like, if I don't stop, I really think that it's going to have a huge negative impact on my life. And I knew I had huge dreams, huge goals for myself and I did not want to let drinking something that I didn't even enjoy that much anymore guys like I said I was using it to numb so it wasn't that fucking fun if anything I usually had regrets after drinking it was not a good time for me so I was like why would I let this one thing impact my life so much so then third tip is and I I hate that I even have to say this okay I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent people don't fucking ask people why they aren't drinking it is not your goddamn business Okay, it's not your business. It's super duper duper insensitive. And a lot of people are not comfortable sharing. I personally am a blunt bitch that does not care. So I will share. But a lot of people are not that comfortable. So I do recommend having either a a story or something to say to the question of, oh, why aren't you drinking? You know, and you don't have to tell people the truth. I'm going to be honest because it's none of, their, none of their business. So if you want to say health reasons, medical reasons, oh, you know, fitness. Like sometimes I would be sarcastic and be like, oh, my body's a temple. Okay, I'm working on it and I don't want to put that junk in it. Okay, I personally often will say if someone asks me, you know what, I don't drink anymore because I realize it's just not the best version of myself when I drink and I just prefer not to. I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And that's the truth. I mean, it doesn't need to go into details. I don't need to tell them every bad incident I had while drinking, but I think it's really important to have a story ready to tell people because if not, you'll get caught off guard and it's really uncomfortable. And I, again, I hate that I need to even say that. So this is a PSA to um, all my friends who have sober people in their life. Don't ask, just be supportive And especially if you're like hosting, have non-alcoholic options. Do you know how much it sucks when 
you go somewhere, go to a party or go to a get together and all they have is beer or wine. And I'm not saying you have, I'm not saying you have to go get like non-alcoholic beverages in the sense of like non-alcoholic beer, but like have a sparkling water or soda water or seltzer or something, you know, just something different for those of us who don't drink. Like pretend like there's a kid at the party or something, you know? So this kind of ties into my next tip. Go to events prepared. Okay. So if I am going to someone's home, say, here's a great example. New Year's Eve, we spent up um, at my partner's house. We went to his family's cabin up north for New Year's Eve and I made sure to bring, I don't remember if I brought, um, did I bring sparkling water? I think I brought sparkling water, but typically I will go to an event prepared. Oh, I brought ginger beer. I love ginger beer because I don't have it very often. And typically when I do, it's to replace the fact that I'm not drinking. Okay. So there are so many things that you can have that are so good. So ginger beer, um, I love to use sparkling water or club soda. Let me tell you also ask your pregnant friends. If you have pregnant people in your life, they seem to have the best non-alcoholic drink ideas. Um, so definitely connect with them. My friend, um, Callahan gave me some great ideas. So thankful for her. Shout out to you, Callahan. And, um, one of the things she shared with me that I loved was margarita mix and instead of booze, um, a sparkling water or club soda. So good. I love it. And then it makes you feel included. The whole thing is for me personally was social situations were really hard. So, Going to an event prepared was incredibly important and not feeling left out. So then when you're going out, if you're going to a bar, um, one drink I love to order, if it's not like ginger beer or maybe a pop or whatever, I mean, I drink a lot of iced tea, so I'll often often ask for iced tea, but say I want to look like I'm fitting in more, I love club soda with lime or club soda with lemon. And honestly, it looks like a mixed drink. People will never know. You can throw grenadine in there, like whatever floats your fucking boat, right? And honestly, there are also a lot of really good non-alcoholic beers out there. I really like Heineken non-alcoholic. I've also had Partake, which is really good too. So there's a lot of different brands out there. I also like kombucha. I love me some kombucha. So just go to an event prepared. Prepare what you're going to say to people if they ask because people are rude. Also, (laughs) be prepared on what you're going to order. I think for me, just having something in my hand made it a lot easier. Okay. And my last tip is don't spend time with people who don't support you on your journey. You got to protect yourself. And if you are really serious about being sober, you need to make sure that you are putting yourself in good situations. That's on you to take that personal responsibility, right? Because it's going to give you a better chance of succeeding in your sobriety journey. So really spending time with people who are supportive is huge. And One, it makes you feel less alone. It makes it feel like you're not as awkward. I remember for me personally, I was so scared of social settings because I didn't want people to judge me. I didn't want people to think of me differently or look down on me. Like there's a lot of judgment out there when someone says they're not drinking or says they're sober. So honestly, even me just sharing what I've shared today is really vulnerable for me and scary. I don't really like talking about it, but if it can help someone, it's worth it. So here we go. But Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who support your journey because if they don't, I would really reevaluate how much time you're going to spend with them. It's not worth it. It's not worth risking your health, your mental health, your physical health, and your sobriety journey to spend time with people who 
don't support you. I mean, I had someone tell me like, oh, you don't really have a problem with booze. And I was like, what? You have literally seen me at my fucking lowest. You have seen what booze has done to me and you're going to tell me I don't have a problem? Are you fucking crazy? Like, yes, I have a problem. It's so obvious that I have a problem. And honestly, that person is no longer in my life because it like, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but they were not supportive of my sobriety journey in that way and would kind of pressure me to drink. And that's not cool. So do not recommend that. Um, and honestly, it's just so much easier. Like I said earlier, when you have that community. So if people don't support you, don't put yourself in situations that, um, are going to put your sobriety at risk. So I'm not saying you have to cut them out completely, but maybe don't go to the bar with them if they're going to like make you feel awkward or make you feel uncomfortable or pressure you. That pressure isn't so unnecessary. And let me tell you, it means so much to me when friends know that I'm sober and are supportive of it. Um, not this birthday, but the past birthday I had two years ago. Um, my first birthday in Arizona, I had some friends over and one of them brought a case of non-alcoholic beer, my favorite non-alcoholic beer. And it's such a small gesture, but it meant so much to me. It meant that they pay attention to my life. They support me. They knew me and it just meant the world. So shout out to you, Vicky. Love you, girl. It was so kind. And honestly, ever since I moved to Arizona, I've really found so many amazing supportive friends of my sobriety journey and no one has really made me feel awkward about it. Um, and those who have are no longer in my circle or in my life. So I hope this helps you guys today. I just want you to know that it's not easy to live a sober lifestyle. It's really fucking hard. And I think I'm going to do a whole separate episode on how to stay sober or just encouraging you to stay sober when life kind of kicks you while you're down. Because let me tell you, like my hardest moments in my life for the most part, have happened since I've started being sober, and it fucking sucks. (laughs) It was so difficult, and having, having all these tips in your back pocket are what have helped me stay the course for two years, over two years now, and I've never felt better. I personally have no, um, no intent on ever going back and ever breaking my sobriety, and to be honest, guys, I've done a lot of deep interpersonal work. I've done a lot of therapy, I honestly bet I could drink in a healthy way now. I think I've healed a lot of the wounds that um, I was using booze to cover up. I really believe that, but it's not worth even testing for me. And I love it. I feel so much better. I love waking up clear. Um, I love waking up normal, like not hungover. I do not miss being hungover. It's so much cheaper. Oh my God, guys, it is so much cheaper. So there's that. But also, I just want to encourage you, if this is something that's on your heart, you know, maybe try like 30 days with no booze and see how you feel. And if you're someone that really is struggling, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, Look into AAs in your area. Look into a therapist. And there are therapists that can specifically help you with these things. So, you know, I have a therapist that specifically helps me heal trauma. And you can like find mental health professionals that specialize in areas that you need like help with. So I really recommend that. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And I just want to encourage you, if you're someone that's thought about being sober, just know that you can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to. It's not easy. Get the resources you need. And like I said, I personally am someone that didn't have to go to AA or didn't have to go to a facility or anything. But some people need that. There are a lot of people that need those extra resources and that is okay. There is no shame. And I'm going to hit this yeah, I'm going to hit this again. There is literally no shame in being sober. 
realizing that alcohol or drugs or whatever, whatever it is that you need to be sober from, has impacted your life in a negative way, and then taking steps to change that is strong as fuck. You are strong, you're brave, and you're courageous for even taking those steps. So do not let anyone fucking shame you. Kick those people to the curb. No one should shame you for your decision. No one should look at you differently. There's a lot of judgment in this world about people who have decided to go sober, and I really don't fucking understand it. So this is my little PSA. And for those of you who aren't sober, who are listening to this, and maybe you have a friend in your life, just keep these things in mind. Know that they did not make that decision for no reason. Know that it's not fucking easy. And honestly, they probably won't talk about it very often. I've been sober for two years now and I've had a lot of hard moments along the way where honestly it was hard to be sober. And, you know, in those moments I reached out to like one or two very trusted people, my therapist being one of them, and I talked through it with them and I was able to stay the path. But especially if you have someone who is newly sober or has been sober for a while, check in on them. See how they're doing. Encourage them. Support them. Because like it does, but it doesn't get easier. Okay? Like again, like I said, I've been sober for two years and some of my hardest moments in my life have been since I started the sobriety journey when all I wanted to do was fucking numb. That's all I wanted to do. And I I didn't and I'm really proud of myself, but that was not fucking easy. So if you are navigating this lifestyle, just know I am so fucking proud of you. You are a badass. You are taking control of your life and I think that's incredible and amazing and you can do it. Just believe in yourself. That's the first thing. Know that you are worthy of living that healthy and joyful and vibrant lifestyle. And for some people, that's going to mean a sober lifestyle. And again, I will say this though. I am able to spend time around people who drink. I'm okay with that. Not everyone is. I'm able to, like, I don't judge people who do drink. Like, it's fine. Do whatever you need to do for yourself. But I just want to encourage you, if you're someone that maybe can't be around those who are drinking, put yourself in those good situations. Not everyone has that self-control or not everyone is strong enough to do that, especially in the beginning. And I do think it gets easier because you learn the um, tips and tricks and you learn what works for you to help you continue your sober journey. So thank you so much for listening, you guys. I'm so grateful for you guys. If you have any questions about my sobriety or what's helped me, feel free to reach out. Know that you can do this. I'm so fucking proud of you and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for resources that I shared in today's episode and of course to connect with me on social. You can find me at Instagram at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at ericavishkalis. I always love hearing from you so leave a comment, leave a review, shoot me a DM, let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and don't forget to tag me if you share the episode with your friends or with your family or on your story. If you want to hear more empowering content, then make sure to hit subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when our next episode drops. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.